This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks. There's this secret room in the house. And we have to get in. Welcome to KBOW Shorts. I'm Jeannie Yandel. Every day this week, we're delivering you a creepy story to help you get in the Halloween spirit. Subscribe to KUOW Shorts wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. For our first creepy story, we'll visit an old rental house in Seattle's University District, where Wolf Maycutt lived for a while as a UW undergrad. I've never actually seen a ghost. Uh, I tend to believe a little bit in, in the whole science track. <laughs> but it's important that you know that about me before I launch into this. And the other thing that you should know about me is that I'm actually fairly even keeled. Uh, I can count the number of, of times I've been actually really angry on, on one hand. I'm, I'm a very mellow person. So set your way back machines for 14 years ago. I was a young, impressionable student attending the University of Washington. I was at a house that was on 47th Street. And it was cheap because I was a student. And you know with the cheap houses that the landlords don't spend a lot of time upkeeping them. And our, our house was very much that way. The paint was peeling off the walls. There were shingles missing off the roof. There were, uh, the back porch was rotted in places. And sometimes when you're trying to sleep, you could actually hear rats scurrying through the walls. So I was there for a year. And I was outside on the, on the, on the side of the house. And I, was, I started feeling a little weird. I'm kind of looking at the house and something doesn't strike me as quite right. And I figured that it's the windows. There are these windows inside of the house. They're all about 10 feet up. There's four of them just all in a row. And something about the windows is making me uneasy. I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I find, get it. There are only three windows on the inside of the house. And I'm home alone. So I go back inside and I turn on all the lights and I come back outside. And sure enough, one of the middle windows is dark and all the rest have lights coming out of them. And this seems really strange to me. And I'm actually, I can actually see up into that window that there's an actual room behind this. There was a room back there, and I've been living in this house for a year, and there's a streaky room in there. I'm like, this is so cool. So I go back inside, and I start tapping on walls, just like in movies. You can actually hear the, the thumping of, of the hollow walls in between the living room and the stairwell that goes downstairs. I'm like, oh my gosh, there really is a secret room in here. I'm wondering what's, what's in it, why it was sealed up, and how can I get in? And this, this idea of how to get in is just embedded in me. I just, I really want to get in. It just seems really interesting. So I spend half an hour just tapping around trying to get into this room. And I can't find any sort of secret door or passage or anything. I'm like, okay, if there's a way in, it either has to be from above or below. There, there isn't a small attic that I, I know about because I've seen a little trap door. Never been up there, but I figure it's worth a try. So I grab my trusty pen light and I kind of shimmy up the walls. 
pop the door open and of course there's no lights up there so I kind of reach up into the darkness and grab and pull myself up and I look around and judging by the cobwebs like no one's been up here for a decade it's just cobwebs everywhere I'm a little afraid of spiders but I really want to see how to get into this room <laughs> there's also no floor so there, there's only these beams and you can't go off the beams because then you put your foot through in the living room so I I'm like, okay so I, I kind of shimmy along and I get out to where, where, the, where the, the room is and I start sticking my hand under the insulation looking for some sort of trap door ideally and and I'm there long enough that the, the, the hairs in the back of my neck are starting to come up because I'm, I'm afraid that there are all these spiders in places that I can't see. So I decide there's no trap door up there. And I come back down. And just as I come down, there's a knocking on the door. Which is weird because no one's due over. But I go and I answer it. It's my girlfriend, Jen. And I tell her, there's this secret room in the house. And we have to get in. She's not all down with the whole have to get in, but she's, she's supportive. <laughs> and, we, 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 and we think about this. So the other way is from below. Now, there, there's a basement, but there's actually a basement that is cut in half. The landlords have taken half of the basement as their very own. They've got old furniture down there and such. And we're not supposed to go down there, but they left a key in case there's a case of emergency. <laughs> so I don't even pause. I go, I grab the key. Go outside, open the door, and it's complete with squeaky sides and everything. Opens, and the first thing I see is that it opens into this darkness because there's a stairwell directly there, and the stairwell is steep and it goes almost straight down and it's rickety. And the first thing you see is this big expanse of darkness. It's completely unfinished. There's two by four walls and the back of lath and plaster. So you're, it looks like you're inside the walls of the house, and straight ahead, on the main beam is love written in red. I'm about to head down. There's no lights. So I've got my, my flashlight again. And my girlfriend grabs my hand and she points up. And there are, again, the thick cobwebs, but they're really thick. They're like Halloween cobweb thick. It's just, it just seems artificial. And in there are these half dollar sized, I don't know what they are, but they're just covered in webbing. And I'm just trying to think what might possibly be in there. And then I try not to think of what might possibly be in there. And I, I head, head down into the basement. I've got my flashlight because, again, there's no lights down here. And I'm looking around. And it, it, it's kind of like what you'd expect this place to be like. It's old furniture, old boxes, all sorts of garbage. And I'm trying to figure out how to get over to the far side. And I realize that there is no area underneath where the secret room is. So I... I decided to, to turn around and I'm look, look, looking with the light to watch my, my step. And I noticed that I've got these, these black rings around the, the bottom of my socks, which strikes me as really odd because I'm wearing all white socks. And I look at them and I look at them really closely and I realize that the black rings are actually writhing up and down. And so I freak out. <laughs> And I, I go sprinting out, out and up, and I tear off my shoes and my socks. I just I throw them away from the, from the house. And what it turned out to have been were hundreds of fleas. 
there were just hundreds of fleas that just attached themselves. Apparently, this whole area is just flea infested, which seems really strange to me because the rest of the house is, is, is flea free. It's just this one area. And it's starting to get a little dark. And this is all kind of starting to weird me out. And it strikes me like the house is, is trying to warn me, like, don't go in that room. But I don't believe in this stuff. <laughs> so I believe in overactive imaginations. So I just put that out of my head. Like, okay, there's got to be some way. And I'm like, okay, we'll go back to the window. And then kind of like little kids who are trying to get into a cookie jar, we stack up a bunch of chairs on top of each other in order to get up and mount this rickety chair. And I get my eyes up about even with the base of the window. I can't see the whole room, but I can see about half of it. And first, my first impression is that it's, it's bigger than I thought it would be. It's actually like, you know, it's like 15 feet wide and about 30 feet deep. It's got this large slide type thing in the middle. And then the, the walls are a dusty red, kind of mottled color. I, I can see where it, it was boarded off into the living room. And there are four names in white on one wall. And the last name down is Van, which happens to be my grandfather's name. So it's got the window, and I'm trying to open the window to get in to see what it, see the whole room and see what it's like. And it's locked from the inside, so I can't get in. And so we're, we're, we're looking around again, and Jen notices that on the stairwell down, there's actually a board, which is different from all the other boards. That's actually overlying them. It's a piece of plywood. It was just... It was just put on top of all the rest of the boards and kind of, and then painted so that it looks like everything else. And so I start pushing along the edges of it, and the, the paint starts cracking off. And I, it's clear that it's, it's something that, can, that isn't part of it. I, I, I grab the, the small edge of the corner and start to pull away. And right when I do that, I feel this wetness in my face. It's blood. It, 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 it's not just like one of those little nosebleeds. It's one of those those gushing, rushing nosebleeds where you're like tr just trying to get. To, to the bathroom before it spills out of your hands type. So I run up and to the bathroom and I'm just sitting there, I'm trying to get it to stop, I'm using pressure and I, I can't get it to stop, it's just pouring and pouring. And after about 10 minutes, it, it, it settles down to like a, a, a just sort of slow dripping. And after about half an hour, I'm starting to get a little concerned about this. And then after an hour, I'm trying to, my fingers are, are feeling all, all tingly, kind of like I've been sleeping on them. And it suddenly occurs to me, it's like, this is the second warning. And it's not a gentle warning. And I don't want to strike out. But I want to know what's in that room. <laughs> so after an hour and a half, the bleeding finally stops. And I'm feeling a little out of it. And so I kind of walk back out into the main room where my girlfriend's sitting and she's just looking a little pale and I sit down and there's this huge thump from the area of the bathroom I go back in there and of course there's there's nothing there there's nothing could have fallen there's no rats pushing things over there's, there's nothing I come back and she says what was that and I said it must be that she says stop <laughs> Don't even get around. I want to go. And I say, okay, look, it's sure there are some weird things that happened, but 
it's just it's just coincidence it's just and then i have this weird flashback where i'm 13 years old i'm watching the amityville horror <laughs> and, and they're trying to convince the dad all these weird things were happening we should move no no it's fine i'm yelling get out of the house But they didn't listen, and then it was too late. And so then I hear myself repeating his words. I'm like, it's fine. It's written coincidences. We're all... And I'm like, you know, you know what, honey? We can go. So she goes, and I, I, I point out my school books, and she starts packing them up for me. And I'm going to grab my, my clothes from downstairs. And I go downstairs, and while I'm going downstairs, I kind of avert my eyes from the, from the, the board. I go down, I, I grab my clothes i pack them up and when i'm coming back upstairs i see the board again and i have to know <laughs> i i just have to know so i put my clothes down and i, I grab a hold of the board and i pull it away from the wall a bit and the paint's cracking and coming off along the sides and i, I look underneath and i can see that it's really overlaying the other board i'm gonna have to take the whole thing out in, in order to to get out but i don't care i have to know as, as much as i've ever known anything i know that there's some secret in this room there's something in this room and I'm, i don't know what it is but it's in there and i have to get it out and i don't care if like rats are going to pour through or my nose is going to bleed or what's going to happen but i have to get in this room so i put my foot on and I start to just really put, pull it out and the nails are starting to squeak out and everything's starting to come out. And then this hand is, is on my, my wrist and I turn around and it's Jen and she's really scared. And it's, she's not just scared about the house anymore. And just looking into her eyes, I just like all this curiosity and rage and, wanting to know just kind of just drains out of me and i grab her hand and she leads me up out of the basement and out of the house and out into the night where it's safe i lived there for another six months after that and the room and i kind of came to a kind of truce where i didn't try and look at anymore and i didn't get any more nosebleeds the house is still there it's it's interesting there are high rises now next to its neighbors and a yoga center and uh, and other houses but that house just somehow manages to to remain the way it is i, I drive by it sometimes on the way home i always slow down and look and try and look in that extra window and i just i just just think about grabbing a ladder and a crowbar <laughs> in the middle of the night just going down and leaning the ladder against the house going up the rungs forcing open the window and going inside just so i could finally know that was wolf maycutt telling his creepy story a few years ago at the rendezvous in seattle now since wolf told that story that old rental house was finally torn down for condos, so we'll never know what was in that room. Tomorrow on KBOW Shorts, we'll visit a dinner theater in Virginia with an unwanted guest. And Carolee was at center, sitting in the 
in the theater around the center stage. And Claudine, one of the other owners, was, was with her. And, and Carolee sees a woman who comes in from the lobby and stands center stage. She's in a white gown. She has beautiful black hair, all puffed up and sort of a cloud around it. And then, poof, she's gone. This KBOW short story was produced by KUOW Puget Sound Public Radio, a proud member of the NPR network. Subscribe to the KUOW Shorts feed for more short-run, locally produced audio series. This series was produced by me and Brandy Fullwood, with help from Hans Twight, Amelia Peacock, and Michaela Giannotti-Boyle. Brendan Sweeney is our Director of New Content and Innovation. Our music is by Italia. Listen to all of our ghost stories this week by subscribing to KUOW Shorts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeannie Handel. See you tomorrow, if you dare.